0: amen. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Welcome to the greatest blessing there is. That's the voice of God. Amen. It is so good to be before the family of faith right now. I'm glad to see you. Amen. So many wonderful things. If you'll allow your heart to be open, so many wonderful things can flood your life in the next 30, 40 minutes that when you walk out of here, you're going to be different than when you first came in. How many know that the the real role of faith The real role and purpose of coming to the house of God is to leave changed, right? When you look at your neighbor and say, you need change in your life, change. Good change, good change. So we are here today, what an awesome service. I already discern the spirit of the Lord already moving. The help of God is already here. The purposes of the Lord have already met us as we have worshiped and prepared our heart for for, for the entry of the word of the Lord. God is going to speak something awesome into your life and in fact today the spirit of God has sent me with a gift for you a gift anybody would like a gift today would you like a gift from the spirit of God today I'm not talking about a gift under your Christmas tree that you're going to unwrap and then in the summer sell it at your garage sale I'm talking about a real gift from God anybody interested in a real gift from God the kind of gift that transcends everything kind of gift that is immeasurable in worth so today we are still in our christmas series breaking the silence over the last couple of couple of weeks we've heard the message breaking point and then last last sunday we got under the mistletoe anybody get under the mistletoe last sunday we got under the mistletoe of christmas which is the spirit of elijah it is by the spirit of elijah that we're able to kiss the face of god and we got under that last week what a marvelous thing the spirit of christmas is the spirit of elijah But today we're talking about the gift of God, and it's called the gift of repentance. I want to give that gift to you today, the gift of repentance. And so we're going to get into that today. Are you ready? Will you please stand? I'm going to read a portion of Scripture to you today found in St. Mark chapter 1. I'm going to read a portion of Scripture here to you. We'll go down maybe, oh, I don't know, 10 verses or so, just enough to surmise and, and, and get in our mind that which the Spirit of the Lord wants to build upon in your life. So we're going to be in Mark chapter one. You'll be familiar with this passage. This is very similar to uh, St. Matthew 3. but this is Mark 1. I'll read it all the way down through. I, I'll, I'll take it uh, all the way down through verse 10, and that should be enough for us to get in jest that which God wants to give to us today. in this wonderful message, this Christmas message called repentance, right? I'm, I'm not bipolar. Uh, Right? So don't think that pastors off topic. I'm I'm right on top of the topic. This topic we call Christmas. And if you really want to celebrate Christmas, I want to give you the true gift of Christmas. That's the gift of repentance. I'm going to show you how that works here in just a moment. So we are in St. Mark chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. I'll read through verse 10. I am reading from the King James Version of my Bible, and it begins like this. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophets, behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness. And preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea and they of Jerusalem. And they were all baptized of him in the river Jordan. Catch this confessing their sins. John was clothed with camel's hair and with a girdle of a skin about his loins. And he did eat locusts and wild honey. And preached, saying, "There cometh one mightier than I after me. The latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost." And it came to pass, baby, this is a Christmas story. (laughs) I know you're used to Jesus in the in the manger, but I'm giving you the truth of it. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. And straightway coming out of the water, he saw the heavens open and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. Are y'all ready to get into this? Man, we're going to get down. We're going to get down this morning. Will you pray with me? Will you pray with me? Let's all pray together. Come on, let's get in the affirmation of faith, you and I. Father, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity, the opportunity, Father, to draw close. Father, amongst all the things that we've done this week, all the busyness in life and all the things that we do, mothers, fathers, the hustle and bustle, jobs, all the chores and duties of caring for children, Father, today we can, but for a moment here, for for 30 minutes, just to set all that aside, to, to, to allow our ears, our eyes, our heart, our mind to be glued into your word, You might speak to us something that will refresh us again. Father, today is our day of refreshing. Uh, This is the, the, the first day of the week that you speak to us that prepares us for the rest of this week that we might move out of this place changed and in the disposition of God that we might reflect the image of God wherever you might be sending us. Holy Spirit, I pray right now for every person that's coming to this sanctuary. Father, the gift of repentance is here. That whoever's come through these doors, who's ever graced these doors, that Father, we are declaring today a day of reparation. Father, Father, a day of restoration. Father, a day of giving like none other. And we pray that that gift fall on this place so profound, follow the lives of the people of God so profound that we'll find a liberty in it, we'll find a joy in it. And we bless the family of faith, those that have said all the things but to the side who have made their way to church to hear the voice of the Lord, to hear God speak. Father, it won't be taken from us. And we pray this together. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go find somebody, somebody that looks sad or maybe they, you know, they, they're not smiling or, you know, they just kind of hear, just kind of look around. And, and I, want you to, I want you to share this message. This, this is the message I want you to share. And then, and then when you leave here today, I want you to share it with somebody outside of church. And this is what I want you to tell What? Check this out. I want you to hear. Listen, everybody catches. Tell them this. Give yourself the gift of repentance will you go tell them that go tell somebody say give yourself the gift of repentance go go tell them because you may not get the gift you wanted this year for christmas and you're not gonna get that diamond ring that you had your eyes on but if you get the gift of repentance baby you got everything you need amen the gift of repentance the gift of repentance the gift give yourself the gift of repentance Give yourself the gift of repentance. Give yourself. Rodelia, give yourself the gift of repentance. Just give it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's a great gift. It's a great gift. Give yourself the gift. Richard, give yourself the gift of repentance. It belongs to you. Give yourself the gift of repentance. Amen. Give yourself the gift of repentance. Last week we stopped and discovered the message of Christmas. Oddly it's not found in the New Testament. In fact, it's the very last words of the Old Testament. Where the prophet Malachi speaks to us and says this, Behold, I send to you the spirit of Elijah, the prophet, for the great and dreadful day of the Lord. What is the work of that prophet? But to turn the hearts of the father back to the children and children's hearts back to the father. And Malachi leaves the last of these words with the curse, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. T- today we gather in today to hear, well, what was that message of the spirit of Elijah? What did he say? When, when Elijah appears, th- this man that we, we've discovered to be John the Baptist who comes in the spirit of Elijah, what was his message? It's this. God would break 400 years of silence to say this simple and clear message to the church, to its children. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is right here, right now. That that God was desiring to draw close to you. Well, you look at your neighbor right now and say, God wants to be close to you. But this is the message of the Christmas season that God was purposing to draw close to you. Do do, do you know that the beloved John gives an intimation of these expressions of God when the beloved says, uh, 1 John chapter 4 verse 10, when he says this, herein is love, Not that you loved God, but that God loved you and gave his son to be a propitiation for our sins. In other words, God through the Christmas message, through the message of the spirit of Elijah is saying to you, I want to draw close to you and I'm coming to you with the intimacy of my love for you. Will you tap yourself and say, God loves me. God loves me. It is amazing that God loves you, <laughs> because you're not as lovable as you think you are. It is amazing, conceptually, to understand that while we, were, while we were still who we were, in the vanity of our own minds, walking in flesh, which is enmity towards God, we, we hated God when God loved us the most. When we had no care, attention towards God, God was drawing close to you. Uh, Paul gives that intimation in in the sixth chapter of the book of Romans when he says this, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man would one even dare to die. But God commended his love towards us in that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. When you were at your worst, God loved you at his best. When you were at your worst, God loved you at his best. Can I get a witness out there to somebody say, you know, God loved me when I was unlovable. I mean, we, we sometimes uh, say we love things. Some things have an aesthetic quality. Anybody know those things in life that have an aesthetic to them and that we love them out of their aesthetic? But how many know if you want to have real relationship, you got to love something out of its character? And when you had nothing to love with God, God loved you anyway. Isn't this the message of Christmas? That the Father in heaven is drawing close to you? He said, Well, preacher, how is he drawing close? With the message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. God is close. How many did they know that if God draws close, you better be ready? <laughs> if God wants to get close to you, baby, you better get your ducks in a row. If you want to get close to God, you've got to get yourself ordered before God. You say, well, preacher, how do I get ordered? You get ordered by confession. Confession. Repent for the kingdom of heaven. This was the spirit of Elijah in this man we call John the Baptist. The Bible tells me that when John the Baptist began to preach this message, all of Jerusalem came. That when God was looking to purpose to deliver that silence, to break the silence upon mankind, everybody showed up. Everybody in Jerusalem came. Everybody in Judea came. You know why? they were heavy. brother and sister, I think the church doesn't understand just how great it is to have a God like we have. A, a, a God who we know that if we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins. Friend, do you know how great that is? Do you realize that in the days of the spirit of Elijah, when John the Baptist was speaking, that there was a system of atoning That it's Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, when the priest would go into the Holy of Holies and present blood there upon the horns of sacrifice and sprinkle that blood upon the mercy seat. Once a year, he would go in for the whole nation to believe in that blood, to trust in that blood over that mercy seat, that God would forgive the nation. But did you know that the people were still burdened in their conscience towards God? Still, you know, there's a lot of you in here today that you're still burdened in your conscience. Uh, th- th- there's a lot of us in here today that you are still burdened through your sins and by your sins. In fact, could I even suggest today that there's some of you in here today that, that, that you are still burdened under your forgiveness and unforgiveness with relationships around you? Listen, I'm 54 years old and I know what is the real meaning what really means to me are relationships what it has value to me are those relationships around me. Can you imagine that there's people here today that have never given themselves the gift of forgiveness? Friend, there are things going on, relationships in your life right now that need the gift of confession. Some of us might have to confess that we're wrong. Anybody know that we're in a culture now where nobody wants to admit that they're wrong? Why is it that nobody wants to say, I'm sorry? Anybody have people like that in your life where, where, where they'll never say they're sorry? They're always beating around the bush. They just can't come to the place to say, I'm sorry. Well, you look at your neighbor right now and say, I'm sorry. Just just start practicing it. Just just tell people, I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? I don't know. I'm just sorry. Must have done something. Just going to say it in advance. You know, there's a lot of people in the church today that can't say, forgive me. You know, because when we say, forgive me, what we're having to do is we're having to admit that we're wrong we're at fault, that we've done something. There's a lot of people in your life that you don't even want to say it because they don't even know the things you've been doing. Backstab us. You see they smile in your face all the time, try to take your place there. That's why the Spirit of the Lord sends me here today with the message of Christmas. It's it's the blessedness of repentance and confession. Do, Do you know that you have a God that if you go to him, that he's already saying, come to me. But do you know that the work of the Spirit of God in your life is to produce conviction? Most people look at conviction as a terrible thing. I look at it as God trying to entertain me again, trying to draw me back into his bosom. You feel conviction because God wants to repair the breach. Somebody say amen to that. Conviction is God reaching into your heart and saying, listen, let's you and I get it right. Let's get back together again. Somebody say Hallelujah. I pray today that you would give yourself the gift of repentance. And some of you need to repent before God. Some of you need to confess before God. Some of you need to confess before others because I want you to have the right kind of Christmas. I want your relationships to be right. And so does God. God wants you to mend those fences and mend those things and mend those broken things. There's some people you need to call and say, man, listen, I need to tell you something. I want you to forgive me for the things that I've done to you and things I've done against you. Or maybe you might have to receive forgiveness this Christmas season, that we would repair that. Give yourself the gift of confession. Give yourself the gift of repentance. This is the Christmas message. This is the Christmas message. In fact, let's practice it right now. Get up right now and go find somebody. You don't even know them and just say, just forgive me. Just, 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 Just get up right now and go find somebody. Just tell them, just forgive me. Just get up right now because you've got to practice it. If you won't do it here, you're not going to do it when you leave here. So just get up and go find somebody and say, listen, brother, forgive me. Just just, just forgive me because I've been terrible and I've been nasty and I've been vindictive and I've been jealous and I've been stingy and I haven't been nice and just just forgive me. Just forgive me. Just forgive me. Forgive me, brother and sister. Just forgive me, man. I've been nasty. Isn't it nice to tell somebody, forgive me? It's the gift. It's the gift. It's the gift. You know, there, there, there was a system in, of, of atoning in Israel, but it could do nothing for the conscience. I heard somebody over here to my left say, You're con- for conscience' sake, you, you, you understand that the nation of Israel had the, had the ability to atone, but they couldn't affect their conscience before God. They were heavy. Your friend, I'm here to help lighten your load. Get that thing off of you. Get, get, get rid of the thing that's binding you, that's holding you down. This is the gift of confession, the gift of repentance. Repentance. Listen, I'm amazed to be in a church where everybody in Jerusalem, everybody in Judea was running to confess their sins. And yet when we come to church, we're trying to hold on to them. I understand that, 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 that in those days where John the Baptist, you read it for yourself, that even the Sadducees and the Pharisees would show up. But well, John said, I ain't going to baptize you. But you, you know what he called him? A, a, a brood of vipers, just just snakes. Look at your neighbor. And say, "Don't be the snake. Just the snake in the grass." I don't like snakes. anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, snakes is a strange thing. You know, it's just just crawling around, just slithering about. Don't don't be the snake in the church. That comes in and never does the business of the kingdom. You are here today because the spirit of God wants to point to the thing that's creating the breach between you and God. Give yourself the gift of repentance. Let it be what it has to be. There are things that we've got to get rid of if we want to get close to God. Remember what this is. The message is repent for God is close. He's right here. He's right now. He's close and he's coming to you with the heart of love. But you've got to confess before you can get on with God. You, you, you know, the Sadducees and the Pharisees showed up and John the Baptist, when he saw them come to the river Jordan to be baptized, he says, you brood of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? You what He told him, bring forth, therefore fruits meet for repentance. You got to confess you 've got to confess do, do you know that this this message was only the was only the service road to the highway of God? Uh, some of y'all uh, know that the prophet uh, when we read, when we were reading reading through mark. They were quoting, or Mark was quoting, the prophetic words in Malachi chapter 1 and in 4. And in Isaiah 40, where Isaiah 43 says this, he says, And the one of him crying in the wilderness, watch this, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. You see, if you ever want to get on the highway, there's a There's a feeder road. That's what country people say, take the feeder, right? It's the service road. You want to get to where you're going with God? You want to see your relationship pick up some momentum? Anybody want to really get along with God and really, really get on with the business of God? Anybody here want to get on with the business of God? I wish I had like 10 people say, you know what, preacher, I want to get on with the business of God. If you want to get on the highway of God, you've got to take the feeder road. You know what the feet of the road is? Confession. Confession. It's the first step that we take. It's not the complete step, it's just how we get on with God. We've got to confess. We have to confess. We've got to confess to God. We probably ought to confess to one another. We've got to forgive and receive forgiveness. You want to get on with God? You got to give yourself the gift of repentance. But it's only the start. It's only the start. Do do, do you know that, that the baptism of John is not your baptism? The baptism that God gave us is the baptism in Jesus Christ. Uh, this is Jesus saying, when you go out and, and you're teaching all nations, make sure that you baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. You see, we, if we really want to get on the highway, we're going to get the baptism of Jesus. That's what you need in your life, the baptism of Jesus. I believe that most of you here, and I pray you practice the the expression, the spiritual work of repentance. It is your first act of intimacy with God. You want to get intimate with God? Confess to him. Tell him where you're wrong. Humble yourself. Tell the Lord you need his help. Friend, let me tell you something. You're not going to get anything out of this Christmas season until you get the gift of repentance. And we've got to take the gift from here, and we've got to give it to somebody else. And you need to let somebody else know that, because there's a lot of people weighted down, a lot of people heavy in the house of God. And the thing that's coming, uh, uh, the, 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 the weight that's in your life, the weight that we encumber through our own sins, it's what's keeping you from getting on with God. God says, come on, let's go. And we've got to travel light. We've got to unpack our bags. We've got to untie and get rid of those things, the sins that so easily beset us, that we might run this race that is before us. If we're going to get on with God, we've got to get the gift of repentance. Right? Will you tap yourself? Say, "I'm forgiven." Nothing you're going to tell God that He doesn't already know. He knows what you're doing. Nobody knows but God, but He knows the whole story. He knows why you do what you do. He knows how you got over there. He knows the things that run through your heart. He says, Bring them to me. I'll forgive you. I, 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 I love I love the way, I love the way John says it. Saint John. First Saint John says it like this if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Friend, listen, you have a God in heaven waiting on you to show up to confess your sins. Waiting on you. Give yourself the gift of repentance this Christmas and watch God turn those relationships around. Some of you got people in your life That God is waiting on you to pick up the phone, to initiate the conversation, to say once and for all, I forgive you. To say, hey listen, let's bury the hatchet, Let's, let's let this little bit water under the bridge, it's time to mend it, it's time to fix it. This is the gift of repentance. It doesn't just work for you, it works for the people that offended you. Friend, do you really want to have a wonderful Christmas day? Do you want to begin to have those relationships and and conversations that please God, give yourself the gift of repentance and give it to somebody else because they need it too. Are you here today and you've got a problem with your mother and your father? A brother, a sister, a friend, a co-worker? Your ex-husband, your ex-wife? Friend, listen, let's not be like the snake in the grass. Let's not be like the Pharisees and Sadducees. They show up to the baptism. They want to go through the ceremony of it. They want to go through the work of it. They just don't want to do the confessing. They want to look like they're religious. But they don't want to bring forth fruits, meat for repentance. It's time. Don't you think it's time? Your offense has been going on much too long. Uh, you, the, 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 the person that has been the, the, the issue that you faced the, the, the hurt that you that you, that, that you took at the hands of malicious people I get it, God is saying let's fix it do you know what the Bible says? that if we come here with an alm, a gift and we know that we have art against a brother, just go ahead and leave your gift here go back and get it right then come back and offer your gift to God Why? Because this is the message of Christmas. This is the gift of repentance. It doesn't just work for you, it works for everybody else. And do you know that the Bible tells me if we fail to forgive others, God will fail to forgive you. And this is the process of the church. This is how we come in and we get right with God. If you want to get on the highway, if you want to get going where God wants to take and I'm here to tell you, God's got some plans for you, baby. He wants to do something in your life. I wish I had a witness there that God wants to break through some stuff and help you uncover all that God wants to do in your life. You're going to have to get on the highway of God, and you're going to have to bring yourself to a place of confession, a place of forgiveness, a place of forgiving others if God's going to have a move in your life. It's time. Come on, it's time. Come on, man, it's time. Come on, brother and sister. Just look at your neighbor and say, man, come on, it's time. You can't be mad your whole life. You're going to have to get rid of all that. I mean, come on. Let's unpack the bags, baby. We got to go somewhere. Let's just, just get rid of that. It's time to, time to get over it. It's just time to get over it. How many you know there's just some things you're going to have to get over? You're going to have to forgive. One of the beautiful things about God is, listen, when you forgive, God will repay you. There's some people that have been owing you money for 20 years. You think it's coming? It's been 20 years already. And it's only $20, and you've been all upset about it. Listen, listen, if they haven't given you $20 in 20 years, you ain't getting it. But if you forgive them, God said, I'll give it to you. And more some, if you do my work right there, baby, I will bless your life. Yeah. For vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Not the person that injured, but the person that was injured time to get on with it. Anybody want to get on the highway with me this morning? Anybody want to get on the highway? Because I want to go a little deeper, but if you don't want to get on the highway, what's the use? Anybody want to get on the highway today? You want to just get on the highway? Come on, preacher. Let's go somewhere this morning. We got, we got a few more minutes. We can, in ten minutes, we can go somewhere in the Lord. I want to just let that be that. It's time to forgive. And it's time for some of us to come to God and say, God, forgive me. And let's just get on with it. I, I don't know what you've done, I don't know where you've been, I don't know the things that are going on, I don't know the, the, the ugly things that have been racing through your mind, and, and you know what I'm talking about, because it's the thing you're thinking about right now. The thing that you're thinking about right now was why God sent me here to talk about that thing. You know the thing that you're thinking about, the thing in your head right now. Don't say it out loud, because I don't want to know what it is. Don't tell nobody what that is, man, because you're straight crazy, right? Just, just keep it to yourself. But brothers since you're going to have to confess that before God. I've come to talk about that very thing, the thing that you keep sweeping under the rug. The thing that you keep putting aside. You come to church, but we don't want to deal with the matter. But God has sent me to tell you, it's time. To, it, this is Christmas season. I'm going to give you the gift of repentance. I'm going to give you the gift of, of, of confession. Do you know that if you confess it, God will forgive you? Let me say it again. If you confess it, God will forgive you. The only sins that are forgiven are confessed sins. Did you know that? So let me say it again. If you confess it, God will forgive you. Tap yourself. Say, I'm forgiven. That's the gift. this, This is God breaking the silence. 400 years, God didn't say nothing. And then he breaks the silence by saying, listen, I'm coming close to you. And you and I, we're going to get this right. And we're going to get it right through confession. We're going to confess our sins. This is the feeder road. Th- this is the entrance ramp. This is how we get on the highway with God. And brothers and sisters, our church will never be any greater than when we get on the highway. Our momentum, our collective ability happens when we're confessing because confession is an act of intimacy. John taught us that. It's the spirit of Elijah. It's the spirit of Christmas. It's the season that our relationships be right. What would you rather have, gifts under your Christmas tree or right relationships? The quality of your life consists in the right relationships that you possess. Father, it's time to get rid of any animosity towards your son. Let's get rid of that today. Mom, it's time to get rid of any animosity you have towards your children. Mothers, it's time to get right. Fathers, it's time to get right. Daughters, it's time to get right. Sons, it's time to get right. Let's get rid of that stuff. It's already gone on too long. And you're the only one that's suffering. Listen, why come to church and smile when you know you're not happy on the inside? Why come in here and talk about the preacher don't have enough anointing to break the yoke when in reality you're just being rebellious and stubborn? I'm I'm preaching the word of the Lord. Now whether or not you're hearing it is another matter. God sends me with prophetic words and abilities to help you to go to get things right with him and with others. And I am declaring this message with as much of the anointing and as much of the ability the Spirit of God can give me to help you to get this season right with God. (laughs) I want to be right with everybody. I've often told my wife, she knows this, that that on the day that I pass away, there are going to be people show up talking about first lady, you know, I did the preacher wrong, and uh, man, I really wish he'd be around for me to tell him uh, to forgive me, right? And the the first lady already knows, baby, what you going to tell him? They're forgiven, because I already forgave them. Long time ago. Because God depends on me to do just that. Because if I won't forgive them, he won't forgive me. Everybody's forgiven. You know who you are. You know all the bad things you said about me when I wasn't around. You was talking all that noise and all that mess. It don't bother me. You're forgiven. You know, I'm rich enough to forgive you. You didn't hear me. I'm rich enough. Y'all, y'all didn't hear me, what I said. I said, I'm rich enough to forgive. Man, I'm full of God. I, I, I'm rich in the kingdom. I can forgive you. Listen, I'm not going to be talking like, I'm not going to be talking like uh, the, 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 the apostle uh, Peter when he said, Lord, how, how often should I forgive? 70 times 7, or 7 times 7, you know, 49 times. I mean, will that be convenient? What did Jesus say? I tell you the truth. Oh, you'll be forgiven, all right, but it's gonna be 70 times 7. I'm rich enough. I can forgive you a thousand times. I'm that rich. I, I can forgive you for anything you would ever do or say about me. I'm that rich. You say, Well, preacher, how did you get that rich? Through the gift of repentance. You see, I know what I've had to confess before God. And I know the number of times I've had to go before God. And I know just exactly how he forgave me. And I know the richness of his forgiveness. Because I'm rich in forgiveness, I can give it to you. Somebody say hallelujah. See, see this is the gift of repentance because it will make you rich in the sight of God. The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called the sons of God. Baby, can you make peace this Christmas season? Everybody talking about it's a season of peace. Are you at peace? Are you at peace with people around you? You at peace with your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your landlord, your mortgager? Are you at peace with everybody? Come on, somebody. Don't be looking around like, who are you talking to? I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. It's time to get our relationships right in the kingdom of God. You might have to pick up the phone. I know what you're saying. Well, I'm not the one that did They're supposed to call me. Pick up the phone. If you're rich in God, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and call somebody. Say, listen, listen, I know there's been a breach between us, but I want you to know whatever it is, I forgive you. And I want to give you the gift of repentance. I want you to know I'm not holding nothing against you. That whatever you've done, it's over, it's done. Bill paid, debt cancelled. really wanna give somebody a real good gift? I know you've been, you know, you've been at James Avery. You've been over at Zale's, Jared's, you're at the mall 24 7, you're trying to figure out what's the best gift you can give somebody. Forgive them. You, you, you want to have a wonderful Christmas season? Forgive somebody. Confess with God. Confess with each other. Oh, man, I'm talking. I know when it gets quiet, I know I'm touching the button. I know I'm hitting it right on, I, I, I'm at bullseye. And even John says this is, just, uh, this is just the preparation. It's not even the real deal yet. This is just the feeder road. Anybody want to get on the highway? I mean, we're still on the service road, baby. Anybody want to get on the highway? I want to get on the highway of God. I want to get on the highway to heaven. You heard heard John. John says there's one coming who's mightier than I am. And when he comes, he's not going to baptize you again with water. He's going to baptize you in the Holy Ghost. He's going to baptize you with fire. Yeah. Do, do, do you know that the Bible records uh, that, that, that Apostle Paul was going through Corinth, where Apollos was. And as he was going through Corinth, he was on his way to Ephesians. When he got to Ephesians, this is Acts 19, he, he saw some disciples there. And, and he asked them. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? You know what they said? We didn't even know there was anything called the Holy Ghost. Paul says, well, what were you baptized into? We were baptized into John's baptism. That's, 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 that's where most of us stay. We're, we've been on the feeder road for 20 years of our Christian life. You know, I got a toll tag. Anybody know what a toll tag is? It's real nice. You just stick the little sticker there on your windshield. And, and when you need to get somewhere, you just get, you, 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 you just, just, just you, you pass all the tolls, Right? And, and you, you know, the speed limit is 75. I'm doing 85, just out of respect for the law. I'm the guy in the fast lane. I'm the one hitting the flat. You know, I'm hitting my lights. Get out of the way, because I'm coming. I didn't pay all this to go slow. Got a tow tag. I might know it costs money. First lady says, babe, where are you going, babe? It's $80 this month. I said, well, baby, I'm trying to go where I'm trying to go. I I like to get on the tolls because nobody's on there. There's not a lot of traffic. I can get to where I'm going there and back. It's fast. It's convenient. I can get to where I'm going. I don't got a lot of time to be wasting. How many did they know that Jesus gave you the toll tag to the highway to God? It's a toll that he paid paid a toll for you. Why are you still on the feeder? There's a lot of lights on the feeder. You know, everybody's just them around. Do you want to go somewhere? When John saw these disciples, he asked them, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? We didn't even know there was a Holy Ghost. So what were you baptized into? You know what they said? We, we were baptized into John's baptism. He goes, oh yeah, yeah, John's baptism. Uh, John's baptism was to believe on the one to whom was coming. It was a baptism of repentance, a preparation for God. You know what he did? He baptized them again. But what did he baptize them in? The baptism of Jesus Christ. See, you need a baptism in Jesus' name. And the Bible says that when they came out, he laid his hands on them. And guess what happened? They were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they prophesied and they spoke with tongues. You know, they got on the highway with God. I'm saying something to somebody. You see, John's baptism is just the feeder road. It's just the entrance ramp. It's not the highway. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They spoke with tongues. Why? Because they got on the highway with God. Do, do you know today that, that the baptism of Jesus Christ is a baptism to death? Do, do, do you know that the symbolism, how many know that, 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 that it, was John's, it was John's responsibility to be able to point out who the Messiah was? And the Bible says, this is St. Matthew chapter 3, that when John was baptized, uh, while he was there, the Bible says that Jesus came to the, river, the river's edge, the Jordan, and John with his very finger pointed and said, behold the Lamb of God. The Bible says that that same Jesus entered into the water. And he says, Lord, I have need to be baptized of thee. You know what Jesus says? Suffer it to be so now. For thus it becometh us to fulfill, listen, all righteousness. This is not John's baptism. This is the baptism of Jesus. Jesus. This is not the baptism for repentance, confession of sins. Jesus had nothing to confess. It's the baptism in Jesus' name. And the Bible says that when Jesus went under, it's the symbol of something that he's about to do. Jesus is about to go under. Jesus is about to die. His going under is a sign of his death. But when he came up, the Bible says... That the heavens opened. And all of a sudden we hear a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. The Bible says that a dove descended out of heaven and that dove rested on him. You know, it's the baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. It's the baptism of Jesus. Did you know that when you believed you were baptized with Christ? Did you know that when you believed, you were baptized with Christ? I'll let you hear it the way Paul says it. Know ye not that so many of us who were baptized in Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? That we are buried with him by baptism unto his death? That as Christ rose from the dead by the glory of God, we should also walk in the newness of life. Friend, do you have a new life? Talking about Christmas, baby. I'm talking about really appreciating the season. I'm talking about the message that Elijah brought to you. The Christmas message that we could get on the highway with God. That we could have a newness of life anybody want a new life man isn't it awesome here in just a couple of weeks you're gonna be saying well it's the new year and everybody's hoping for some new thing but baby unless you change it's gonna be all the same thing over and over and over again you're gonna be spinning your tires in the mud 2022 2023 2024 and every year is gonna look like the last year but if you get newness if you get the newness of life if the Spirit of God invades your life and you get a brand new thing moving God will begin to do something wonderful in your life it's the newness of life that God promised you. <laughs> newness, newness, newness. The highway to God is the newness of life. I'll share it to you like this. I'll close with this. Because I could tell some of y'all look and say, when, when is this brother going to be over? I want to leave like I came in. Let me give it to you a Paul says it. I love, I love the 8th chapter of Romans. Thank you, Ethan. Maybe a little music will help to create some, some a mood. You, you see, I, I, don't, I don't come to you out of an emotion because I don't want your confession to be emotional. I want it to be a decision. I want your confession to be a decision. Does anybody remember? Uh, now that I, I kind of, you know, the spirit of the Lord is talking to me. Anybody remember a, a story called the prodigal son? Uh, interesting story that we call it the prodigal son rather than the loving father. You, you know the story, prodigal son, right? He told his dad, "Give me everything you owe me. I know you're not dead yet, but I want what's mine." The the father had his great love. What did he do? He gave him his inheritance. What did the kid go do? He went and invested it. S&P 500. Went went to the stock market, made some money. No, he went out and lived riotously. He squandered it. You know what the Bible says? A famine came over that land. And he had to indenture himself to a countryman of that field. And you know what he had him to go do? He had him to go feed pigs. Do you know that the Jews hated pigs? trust me when I tell you ham and bacon are not on the menu you, you, you know a pig is a is a dirty thing it has a you know has a cloven hoofed anybody knows about pigs they uh, in the middle of that hoof they secrete poison out of that you know they eat everything so just the poison just seeps out of their feet out of their hoofs. it lives in a pig style. I, I mean not only is it an unclean animal But it lives in an unclean place, and it eats food that's unclean. They just dump slop in there, and the pig would eat it. And you know what? The Bible says that when that prodigal was sent into that pigsty, he even desired to eat the food there. And then he came to his senses. And he said, you know what? This is ridiculous. I'm here starving to death, and in my father's house is food and food to spare. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back home. You you see, the Greek word repentance means to change your mind, to change your will. But the Hebrew word of repentance means to turn around. You know, you're going that way, but now you're going to go that way. Listen, if God is that way and you're going that way, you're going the wrong direction that I'm going to go back, tell my father that I've sinned against heaven and I've sinned against him and that I'm no more worthy to be called a son but make me as one of your servants and the Bible says that when he turned around somebody was waiting the Bible says that the father when he saw him a far way off he ran to him this is, brother and sister, this is the message of Christmas don't miss it Don't come to church and miss the message. The message is God wants to have relationship with you. And he doesn't want anything to be between you. The Bible says when he was still far away off, his father ran. The Bible says he hugged him. And he put his head on his shoulder and began to weep. He kissed his face. And the son says, Father, I've sinned against God and I've sinned against you. And I'm no more worthy to be called a son and Before he could finish his statement, that which he planned to say, he said, Bring a robe. Bring a ring. Bring shoes for my son's feet. Kill the fatted calf, for that which was lost has been found. My son is home. Do you know today that all of heaven rejoices when one sinner repents? That even a good shepherd will leave the 99 to find the one that's lost. And when he finds it, he puts it on his shoulder. And he comes back and he tells everybody, come and celebrate with me. Come and celebrate with me. That which was lost is now found. Or the woman who had 10 coins, 10 pieces of silver, and she loses one, doesn't she turn on the lights and sweep the house until she finds that coin? And when she finds it, she tells everybody, come and celebrate with me. That which was lost is found. So it is in the kingdom of God, Jesus says, that all the angels rejoice when one sinner finds his way back home. One. Give yourself the gift of repentance. Give yourself the gift of confession. God is waiting. He's watching. Who's coming home? I didn't even plan on telling you that. That's the spirit of God. Check this out. So much more to God this year than you could have if you get on the highway with God. God says he wants to give to you a gift. It's called the gift of the Holy Spirit. He says so that you and I can walk together. We can get to where we're going. It's time, don't you think? To get on the highway with God. The gift of God that he'll give to you. Let me tell you how beautiful this thing is. Paul says it like this. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you. He that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live after the flesh, for if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you by the Spirit do mortify the deeds of your body, ye shall live. Now watch this. For as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. For God had not given you a spirit of bondage again to fear. But listen, here we go. But a spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. God sent me here today to tell you, to give to you the gift of repentance. And I could see that sometimes there may be some trepidation to repenting because maybe you're not sure if the other person's going to receive it. But God has sent me to tell you, today to tell you that he receives you. Why don't you stand with me for a moment? Stand with me. I want to give you the gift of repentance. So let's do this together. Right where you are, Whatever is between you and God, go ahead and tell him. Just right there where you are, just tell him. This is the gift of repentance.